Hey guys, welcome back to Mommy Could Read. We're excited to be back, and uh, I'm sure most of you have kiddos that are back in school or start in the next few weeks, whether it be homeschool or outside of the home. Um, mine starts within the next few weeks, and I'm actually kind of a little sad that he's uh-huh. going to be in school. I'll miss him, but he's so excited. Oh, man. I'm sad, too. My oldest is, we homeschool, or we're planning on homeschooling, and my oldest starts kindergarten this year, so he's oh. he's going to a little <laughs> class a couple days a week, um, which I was super excited about, and as it gets closer, it's starting to make me question and second-guess myself, because I've never, he's never <laughs> been away, so we did preschool at home and everything, so this is whole new world for me, but that's exciting too. So we have been wanting to dive into this next topic for a while now. Uh, Lauren and I both feel like this is something that we are uh, done being refined and sanctified in. It's something we struggle with probably on a daily basis, but we, by the grace of God, feel like we're growing in, um, slowly but surely and we're just hoping that as we speak truth to your hearts and our own that you would be so blessed and just so encouraged and exhorted by God's word and truth in this area and that you would just be refined and sanctified as well so what is this topic we kind of hinted at it earlier on our um, Instagram but it's anger Oh, and there's no batting around the issue here. Let's get right down to it. We are going to take actually two podcasts to dig deep into this topic in hopes that we can really encourage and exhort you and ourselves because we desperately need this as well in this area. And excuse me, I don't really care if you're a mom or not. You guys, every single person on this planet deals with frustration, unmet expectations, plans that go, go awry and broken promises that have all left us feeling angry at one time or another. But for some reason, motherhood opens up the doors to a whole new avenue of anger. And I would never have considered myself an angry person ever, but here I am six and a half years into mothering, and I'll admit that I find myself angry often. And when I say angry, I'm not always talking about this rage monster, the yeller, (laughs) or anything like that. Anger can really manifest itself in so many ways, like impatience and frustration, pity, sorrow, distrust in God's plan, and so many other ways. And after praying about an example to share with you guys, and, you know, let's continue to be real here. There are countless numbers (laughs) of examples and excuse me, that number grows daily. Um, But the one the Lord put on my heart is this. Let me lay out the scene for you. So it's been a really good day, really long day though. It's bedtime. My boys have already had baths and my patience is wearing thin, but only because we've gotten a lot done and we're all tired. I finally lay the boys down, pray, read books and tuck them in. And I walk out of their room, excuse me, and fall onto the couch to think about what to do first now that it's officially my time. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) It feels so good to lay and not have to be a mom at that second. I'm relaxed. I'm feeling good about everything I've accomplished. 
And then I hear the door to guys, the monster inside of me comes roaring out and it is, it's embarrassing. Um, and I don't even know why they're coming out, whether it's a legitimate reason or they're just trying to get up. Though let's look at it truthfully. It's really, it really doesn't matter why they're coming out. It is so sinful for me to act this way and feel this way. And so I stomp up the stairs and before they can say a word, I am the rage monster. I'm yelling at them to get back in bed. It is unreal. They're upset. I'm upset. And it makes everyone sad. It is so sinful and so selfish and so real. And I know, Vanessa, you have dealt with anger stuff too. Oh man, I am right there with you. And yes, the rage monster, the yeller. Uh, unfortunately, I can identify with that all too much. Um, anger is just something that, like you, I never would have deemed myself an angry person or even said, oh, that's mm-hmm. a sin that I struggle with. But ha- being a mama to four kids, five and under, I get angry more often than I'd like to admit. And every time it breaks my heart. Afterwards, I feel terrible. And I'm just like, who am I? What is this, like, this person that comes out? Uh, The struggle is so real. And I always go back to Romans 7, where Paul talks about how he's doing the very things that he hates, and he can't do the things Mm -hmm. he wants to do. And it's this struggle of like, you know, okay, I am doing the very sin that I hate. What am I doing? And I can't do what I want to do. And it's just that flesh that we're encased in and we mess up, we fall, Mm -hmm. we sin because we are still fallen creatures. Even though we've been redeemed and we have the spirit indwelling in us, we still are encased in this fleshly body. And as a mama like you, I find myself often just asking the Lord for forgiveness, asking my children for forgiveness or my husband, um, because he sees this sometimes not even necessarily towards him, but towards my kids. And um, I just so long for that day when we are made new with Christ in heaven and when we don't have to struggle with this anymore. In Ephesians, it says, Chapter 4, verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. And that's so convicting because the enemy and there is a spiritual battle going on and we do not want to give the enemy the sh- a foothold. We don't want to give him an end. And when we give into our sin and we give into our flesh, that's what's happening. Um, our anger, you know, doesn't just affect us. It affects our kids. It affects our husbands. It affects the tone of our home. I once read about um, how the mom really sets the tone for her home. If she's joyful and happy and patient and kind and just living for Christ, it really sets an amazing tone for everybody in that home. But if she's angry and frustrated, patient and on edge everybody's on edge and you notice it with your kids like sometimes I even notice my kids where you know they're flinching or it's like they're walking on eggshells because they know mom isn't happy right now so I'm going to share an example as well and like Lauren I I have countless examples um it's hard to to narrow it to just one but this one just is recent and so that's why I'm going to share it but 
for me, a lot of times, it's not just like one thing that makes me angry. I'm not just, you know, all of a sudden go from being happy-go-lucky to turning a switch off. And now I'm, you know, the rage monster. It's a whole bunch of things. And then it's like that last thing. And it might not even be a big thing, but it's like the 10th thing that happened. Then it sets me off because I'm just done. Like, like my patience is going, it's going. And it's like the Energizer Bunny clicks and yep. the Energizer Bunny dies. So um, it was normal, you know, normal morning. I have four kids. There's a lot of needs to be met. So I wake up in the morning and it's not like, you know, I can just sit on the couch and relax and enjoy my cup of coffee. No. Okay. It's go time right when I wake up. So I get my baby, I feed her, nurse her in the morning, and then I let her play. Then I have to get my little guy who's two and I get him and he's one of those, he's a cuddler. So he wants some mommy time. So I get him and then I get my older two and typical morning I'm making breakfast. They're hanging out. Um, and it starts off with some bickering. And, you know, they're five and four, so that's, I guess, Mm -hmm. to be expected, but it's over something so silly. And so right away, discipline has to start correction and training. And it's only 630 in the morning. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, let's, let's start our day off, you know, differently. So I remind them, you know, to be kind to one another. And I'm patient at this point. Okay. Then a few minutes goes by, go back into the kitchen and I'm continuing to cook breakfast and now my two-year-old's crying and he's crying because he wants a toy that his brother has Mm -hmm. well then we have to go through another lesson of sharing and what that looks like and a lot of times you know the older sibling is doing something to instigate the younger sibling so then I go back in the kitchen then my baby starts to whine because now she wants to eat regular food and I'm not done making breakfast but she's whining and she wants me so I go and get her and bring her into the kitchen And now my other daughter is crying and she's crying because the little two-year-old threw a toy at her. Okay. So now it's like, this is all within a span of like five minutes and I could go on. Like this was like probably eight or nine things happened. Well, then we have to leave to go somewhere and it's early. And I don't even know why I was going somewhere at this early in the morning. I don't even remember what I was doing, but that was probably unwise to plan something early in the morning. Um, And we get in the car and my older two can buckle themselves. And, okay, this is totally a childish thing and something that shouldn't set me off and whatever. But my patience is wearing thin because I have disciplined and I've had to train. I have cleaned up messes, which I didn't even tell you about those that happened in the kitchen. I am just, I'm done already. It's like seven in the morning and I'm done. (laughs) And my daughter starts throwing a fit because she can't buckle her seatbelt, which she can but she's only four and there's times when she's struggling. And instead of being patient and kind and you know what, she's only four and I should get back there and help her. I should start yelling at her about how she knows how to buckle her seatbelt and why can't she just buckle her seatbelt? And Mm -hmm. all my kids are just looking at me with this face of like, Oh my gosh, we are walking on eggshells right now. Mom is not happy. Mm -hmm. She is so mad right now. And I had to stop and, get out of the car for a minute and then get back in and, and tell my kids I was sorry and ask for their forgiveness. My daughter, especially because there was no reason for me to get so set off, but it was like this tipping point of this thing and the next thing and the next thing inconveniences and childish behavior. And some of it was sin, but a lot of it wasn't even sin. And it just Mm -hmm. set me off. 
Oh, man. So. So. Anger isn't always considered sin. In fact, God is an angry God at times. But hold the phone. Anger is always a sin unless it is righteous anger. And in Ephesians 4.26, it says, be angry and do not sin. So how can we be angry and not sin? There must be some things that allow us to be righteously angry. And we found a great definition on desiring God that defines what righteous anger really is. Righteous anger is being angry at what makes God angry. And righteous anger is the right word order because God is not fundamentally angry. He's fundamentally righteous. God's anger is a as excuse me, a byproduct of his righteousness. So what makes God angry is the perversion of his goodness, the turning wrong of what he made right. God calls this perversion, this perversion evil. Evil twists and disfigures God's glory, vandalizing what is most valuable and profaning what is most holy. Evil poisons and distorts reality, resulting in the destruction of joy for every creature that uses the perversion over God's good. God's righteousness demands his anger over such destructive perversion and that he may, excuse me, commensurate justice against those who commit such evil. So our our anger is righteous when we are angered over evil that profanes God's holiness and perverts his goodness. But the reality, more often than not, our anger is not righteous. I can attest to the fact that 99% of the time, my anger and your anger is not a holy God-honoring anger, mimicking his character, but rather a sinful anger. Don't you think so, Vanessa? Yes, that's the reality and I think it's the reality for most of us that even within the church there is just this I think timidness or we're ashamed or we're fearful or whatever it is to admit the sin of anger Mm -hmm. that uh that that we're struggling with and the thing is that we were talking about this Lauren and I earlier that anger you know it doesn't always manifest itself in the same way for everybody for one mom it might mean the rage monster you know or the yeller which I've heard moms refer to themselves as the yeller but for another mom it might not manifest itself as outward Lauren and I both know moms who seem so mild-mannered and we Mm -hmm. would can never imagine them raising their voice and they probably don't but they may struggle with anger in a different way it might be bitterness in their heart or resentment or, you know, passive aggressive behavior or despair, or their anger might not come out towards their children. It might come out towards their husband Mm -hmm. or towards God. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to it, most of our anger is stemming from this misplaced trust in God because we're trusting ourselves. We want to be God. We want Mm -hmm. control. We want things to go our way. We want to mother the way we want to mother and being Mm -hmm. a mother really sanctifies you in this area because we lose control and God begins to expose to us in our words and our actions and our thoughts that we're struggling with this sin of anger because our anger a lot of times is because the baby isn't napping the way they should. I can attest to the fact Lauren and I have texted more times than I can count about sleeping issues, whether it's not napping, waking up early in the morning, waking up seven times in the middle of the night. I don't know what it is, but it sets us off. 
this is this sleep thing or fighting kids are fighting again for the 50th time you know that day or the inconveniences uh, because children take a long time to get ready so you know getting in the car and we're late to an appointment or the potty accidents or the childish behavior you know the things that inconvenience us and put us in a frustrated mess because the pickle jar spilled all over the floor or whatever it might be but these things are not righteous anger God is not angry at these things and a lot of times Lauren and I were talking about this you know we take offense to what our kids do it's like oh this happened and you're have this personal vendetta against me and that is not the case. Your kids do not wake up in the morning and plan a mission together of how to make mom mad. Um, they're sinners and we're sinners and we're bound to see their sin come out, especially because chances are if they're little, they're not redeemed yet and they don't have the Holy spirit residing within them. And so it's not a personal vendetta against us. And oftentimes we're not angry because they're sinning. If they are sinning, we're not angry that they're sinning against a righteous God. We're mad that they're, that they did something to us or they inconvenienced us. And that's not where our anger should lie. In James 1 19, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger. So that's the not righteous anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Like we said, we get more angry over inconveniences than holy injustices. We're more angry that our kids offend us rather than the holy God. And our pride often is what is driving this anger. We're selfish. We're sinful. We want what we want, when we want it. And when our expectations are not met because they're self-centered and comfort-oriented, we get angry. And it's so interesting because in scripture, we're called to be like Christ and to imitate him. And gosh, he was so slow to anger. He was so patient towards sinners. I just think of the disciples and the things that they did or the questions they asked or the sinners that he met with and dealt with and how patient and kind and long-suffering he was. And we look at God himself. He's patient. He's long-suffering. I always wonder, why have you not come back yet? Like, how can you sit? And just, you know, you're so patient. You're waiting for sinners to come to repentance and faith. And yet he does have this righteous anger and he promises to one day judge in righteousness. But again, he's patiently waiting. And that is such an example for us to be patient and to only have that righteous anger and to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. And we're going to dive deep into that in the next um, podcast Because we're never going to be perfectly righteous or righteously angry before Christ returns because of the sinful flesh. But that doesn't mean that we can't grow and be refined in this area. Uh, Romans 8, 29 says that we're constantly being conformed into his image. And if we love Christ, then we're going to want to obey him. We're going to want to keep his commandments. And one of those that we just read is to be angry yet do not sin. And because of the gospel and the cross of Christ, we have that ability. We can say no to sin. We can choose to obey and we can see victory, small and big, as we grow in our motherhood in this area. And that's to me is so powerful.
Yes, I am so looking forward to this. It's been such a blessing for Lauren and I as we've been studying the word and just studying this topic and growing in our own walks in this area. And we just pray the same for you. We pray that as you guys listen to this podcast and next week, which is the more practical side, that you'll just be so encouraged and have so much hope um, in your mothering and in this area of anger and just walk away just feeling empowered because we have the gospel and we have the power of the spirit living within us. So thanks so much for listening today. And we look forward to continuing on this journey with you all as we seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.